Good evening, everybody. It's time to begin our service this evening. And I did not check. Tonight we'll have one song, and then somebody will have announcements. I don't see David. I don't know where he went. Mike has announcements. Uh, two more songs, and then Chris has our lesson this evening. No, not Chris. Hunter has the lesson this evening. Okay. I really should have asked before I got up. <laughs> our first song this evening is number 886. Sing hallelujah to the Lord. If you would, let's stand for this song, please. Sing hallelujah to the Lord. Sing hallelujah to the Please be seated. Good evening. Hope everyone's having a good week. Just, uh, I just have a few announcements. Uh, this Saturday, September 10th, there'll be a youth group, uh, well, the youth group will be going to Carter Caves, and the bus will leave at 1230. Again, that's this Saturday. Flatwoods will be having a gospel meeting starting this Sunday, September the 11th, and that'll run through Wednesday the 14th. And that'll be at 7 p.m. They'll also be having a Bible study Monday through Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. And uh, we'll be taking the bus on Tuesday the 13th uh, down to that gospel meeting. And the bus will be leaving at 6 p.m. Also, there'll be a middle and high school devotional this Sunday, uh, this, the 11th. And that'll be at the Knapps House after services, evening services. Uh, as far as the prayer list, just a um, couple reminders. Uh, Janie and Glenn Judge, uh, Chad's mom and dad, continue to pray for them as well as Jennifer Baker. She'll be having a surgery coming up. 
uh, Jerry Fry. Uh, he'll be having a test uh, next Thursday for his heart. And um, just all the others that we've been praying for, that we've been listing in our journal, our shut-ins as well. So that's all the announcements that I have. Let's go to God in prayer. Dear God, we come to you at this time, Father, thanking you so much for being our God, for loving us, for the grace and mercy that you extend to us, Father. We're so thankful for that, knowing that we do not deserve it, Father. We thank you so much for Jesus, for your Son, for the sacrifice that he made for each of us, for the hope that we have through that sacrifice. And we thank you, Father, that you've allowed us to be here this evening. You've given us the health to be here, to worship you, to sing praises to you, to study from your word, Father. We pray that we will take that serious, that we'll be good students to continue to grow through your word, that we can reach more people and bring them to know you. We just pray for this congregation here, Father, that we will grow spiritually, we'll grow numerically, if that's your will, that you'll just continue to be with Chris and Dave as they work with us and be with our leadership to continue to, to guide this church and, and be a light for this community, Father. Father, we're mindful of those that are unable to be here this evening that are dealing with various health issues. We just pray for each one of them that you will restore them and they're able to be back with us and just... Um, Help them with whatever they're facing at this time, Father. Father, we just uh, ask that you'd be with us the rest of our time here this evening. Watch over us and forgive us when we do fall short. It's through Jesus we pray. Amen. Next song this evening is number 755. 755, when the roll is called up yonder. When the trumpet of the Lord shall sound and time shall be no more, and the morning breaks eternal bright and fair, when the Savior earth shall gather over on the other shore, and the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. When the roll is called up yonder, and the roll is called up yonder, when the roll. 
Our next song is number 627, The Glory Land Way. After this, we'll have our lesson. song of invitation be number 744 what will your answer be You might wonder why I have this up here. For those of you that don't know what I do for work, I work for Cabell County EMS. I'm also a volunteer firefighter at Green Valley Fire Department, and I'm a full-time paramedic student. We work 12-hour shifts, sometimes longer, 24s, 36s, sometimes even 48s if you decide to pick up. We're always short people. This little box right here is what gives me my assignment for the day. Now I can sit in the station, I can drive around, I can do chores as I need if there's things that I need to go around and do. But when this thing goes off, I am called to do a job. And that job is what I have to do. Much like us as Christians. We're called to do a job, aren't we? Fisher, I'm going to call you out. Let's see if you can remember this. 
What's Matthew 28, 19, and 20? Yes, you do. Where's Carter at? Carter, stand up. What's Matthew 28, 19, and 20? You don't know? Can anybody tell me what Matthew 28, 19, and 20 is? The Great Commission. Mom, it sounds like they need a homework assignment. Apparently, they don't remember that very well. Can anybody tell me what the Great Commission states? So the Great Commission is actually outlined. We remember Matthew 28, 19, and 20. It's actually 16 through 20, and I'm going to read it for you. It states, The eleven disciples traveled to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped, but some doubted. Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am always with you to the end of my age. Right there in Matthew 28, 19. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. What does that mean? If you really think about it, what does it mean to go and make disciples of all nations? Fisher? I'm going to pick on you. Because you spent a good three months memorizing this. <laughs> Anybody else? What does it mean to go and make disciples of all nations? Convert them. And by conversion, you mean to Christianity. Okay. As Christians, it's our job to be Christ-like, to live a life that brings glory and honor to God, to worship him, to praise him, to bring honor to his name. We live our lives as Christians proud, I would hope, to share the light, to have an opportunity to spread the love of God to friends, neighbors, the community, maybe even people in other nations if you uh, are looking into our upcoming mission trip. Where do we find the time to do that? It's easy to talk about spreading the word, to go and to make disciples, to share the good news, maybe even to tell your testimony and share your story. But where do we actually find the time to do that? Show of hands, how many people work a full-time job? Show of hands, how many of you go to school? Where's everybody over in the duck blind? <laughs> I like to pick on people, especially those, because they like to hide. Stand up. Who goes to school? Well, Carter, you don't go to school. You can stay hiding. You go home. But we all have busy lives, even those of us that don't work full-time jobs. Mom, you don't work a full-time job, but you do coordinate a co-op. You coordinate the boys' lessons, math, language, all the needed things to make them a valuable person to society, somebody who can go out and work a job. But without that basic knowledge, you couldn't go out and share the word. Fisher, 
If you weren't able to read a book, would you be able to tell people what the Bible says if you couldn't read it yourself? No. So we have to find a balance. We still have to sharpen those skills. We still have to go and live our daily lives. But we should also find time to share God's word. To share the, for lack of a better term, bliss that is Christianity. Because we have somewhat of a peace of mind to know that we are Christians. We come to church on Sundays, on Wednesdays. We partake in communion. We might dedicate some of our time to church activities. Uh, who all went and served hot dogs at the Marshall game the other day? Was there anybody here who helped with that? Yeah? Would, uh, did you find the chance to you know, tell anybody why we were doing it? Did anybody ask? Yeah? What did they say? What are you doing? What are you doing? They probably think, why are you raising money to go to a third world country and share God's word, right? There's a lot of people that think that. Why raise all this money and dedicate the time to go outside of the United States and share God's word when there's people here who need to hear it? There's people here who haven't heard God's word whether it be because of the family they grew up in, past history, maybe even where they live. A lot of the United States is still rural. It's still isolated. And we don't see that. Now, sure, you have your little backwoods churches. You might have a group of 20, 30 people who gather every Sunday morning, and that's it. Everybody knows each other's name. They know they can call. But it's a small group of people. To branch out and to see how other people worship is interesting as well. I'm going to share with you a story from about a month ago when I was at work. It was about 9.30, 10 o'clock in the morning. And to give you an idea, I work a city truck. The city is unforgiving. We hardly ever get time to sit down and eat a meal or to use the bathroom. It's about 9.30, 10 o'clock. We're three calls deep at this point. I clocked in at 6.45. I got my truck ready. I got my first call at 6.50. 9.30, 10 o'clock. My radio goes off with our tones. Five minutes prior to that, I was already listening to the radio traffic because I'm sitting in the truck driving down 8th Avenue. Squad 23 hollers and says so she coded in front of me. For those of you who may not be privy to the lingo we use, coded means they just went into cardiac arrest. This call was for a 19-month-year-old girl who had a history of seizures. She had had a seizure, two seizures, a minute apiece, three minutes apart. During the second seizure, she went into full respiratory failure and then into cardiac arrest. Now, the gentleman working on 23 was what you would call a seasoned medic. He has got 20-plus years on the job, and when you heard his voice come across the radio in a shaky tone and said, she just coded in front of me, needless to say, they didn't have to set my tones off. I was three blocks away, and by the time they set my tones off, I had my lights on, I was on scene, and I was already out of the truck.
Now the story does end well. The 19-month-year-old girl is alive and well. She spent a couple of days in the NICU, and she is now home happy with mom. I actually just heard the other day, and we got an email to our administration office thanking us for such a quick response. Where do we find the time in that to share God's word? In the time of chaos, when life seems so busy that you can't get the things you had written in your planner done, where do you find the time to dedicate and to share God's word? You had to go get groceries, maybe pick the kids up from school. You had errands to run through the day. You had to run to the bank, the DMV, whatever it may be. Where do you find the time to sit down with somebody and share this? If somebody were to approach you and ask you a question, who is God? How would you answer that question? Anybody. Who is God? The creator of all. The creator of all. And everybody sitting in here has a general understanding of that, right? We've got a, a deeper understanding. God has a deeper meaning to us than maybe somebody on the street who asks, who is God? You tell them he is the creator of all, and they're going to say, well, okay, what else is he? He created everything, but what purpose does everything have? Why did he create it? That's going to be a lot longer than a two, three, four, five-minute conversation while you're standing on the sidewalk. If you don't have the time to sit down and talk to somebody, it's still not a lost opportunity. Who has a bulletin from last Sunday in their car? Well, my car's a mess. That's a bad example. I probably couldn't find anything in my car. But, Mom, I know you, for one, like to collect bulletins, and I have found six or seven or 27 of them in the back seat of the car at one time. Yeah, none of us are really good at keeping our vehicles clean. It's okay. Because a dirty vehicle, a dirty house, is a lived life. Those 27 bulletins you might have sitting in your back seat is an opportunity. Somebody who walks up to you and asks you, who is God? Are you a Christian? Do you go to church? Where do you go to church at? You say, give me just one second. You run out to your car. Unlock it real quick, grab a bulletin. There you go, right there. You've got a talking point. There's probably a scripture on that bulletin. There's probably a couple of bullet points, maybe even some sermon notes. A topic of conversation. It doesn't have to be long, five, six minutes. You leave them with the bulletin. You say, hey, church service. No, God! No, God, please! Work. It's a talking point. You leave them with the bulletin. Hey, we have church services. Sunday morning, Sunday evening, Wednesday evening. If you got a free minute, come down. We'll have a little more time. Come talk to us. 
I could not sit down with somebody and share every detail of the Bible. Not in a timely manner. You get me talking, I can talk forever. Ask my mother, she will tell you. Especially if you get me started on a topic such as this. Come to church, come sit down with us. Come sit through a Bible class. Listen to one of Chris's sermons. After church, sit down with them, talk to them. Invite them out to lunch. Doesn't have to be anywhere fancy. Go to Wendy's, get a cheeseburger, sit down for 20 minutes and have another conversation. If you don't know what to talk about, talk about the sermon. If they have other questions, let them ask the questions. If you don't have the answers, sit down. Tell them, I don't know, but I'll find an answer for you. You see, Christianity, especially in today's world, we are looked at as closed-minded. We're unapproachable to the majority of the population. I was asked while on the truck the other day if I was a Christian. That person did not look at me the same. He did not like me for being a Christian. That is okay. I did not ask him to like me. But it's because he had a bad experience in church in the past. And because of that, the world's population today sees Christians and the church as a whole as unapproachable. Now, I'm not saying everybody is. When I first came here, everybody was approachable. And I'm proud to say that because we are part of this congregation now. I am proud to say that everybody sitting here was very approachable when I came in. There was a number of people that came up and introduced themselves to me, shook my hand, asked me how I was. We, after we left Barbersville Church of Christ, went to a couple other churches, and the experience was not that. It was not friendly. We did not walk in. People did not introduce themselves to us. We did not feel wanted. I feel like that is maybe one of the main points in being Christ-like, in living a life that shares the light of God. We have to be open, inviting, friendly. Because if we're not, what do we look like? Everybody else at that point. You see, you don't even have to sit down and talk to them. Telling somebody to have a blessed day could change their day, could put a smile on their face. Whispering a prayer for them or even praying with them, if they are willing to do so, can change their day. Something as small as that might even open their eyes and they're going to look at Christianity and the church differently. They're going to be more willing to come and sit in the pew to listen to a lesson and that's where it all starts. If you yourself haven't made that dedication to Christ yet, maybe you're sitting here hoping to find a reason to take that next step in your faith, to begin your walk with Christ, or maybe you're struggling in your walk and you need some help. Now would be a perfect opportunity. I myself would sit down and pray with you and talk with you as well as I'm sure many other people sitting among the pews. If you've got a need, come forward.
circumstancing. Let's pray. Father, we're grateful for this day. We're honored to be able to worship you, Father. We pray that our hearts have been lifted up to you tonight in worship as we sing, Father. We are thankful for all the things you've given us, for especially for Christ and the blessings that we have inside of him, for the hope and the redemption that he gives us. We pray that we can dive deeply into your word to understand the things you would have us to do from that, Father, and who you would have us to be. We pray that you'll just continue to, to watch over us, keep us safe, help us to do what's right, Father. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> 